0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And this is David and David's Pick. And uh, we've got a special guest on, Vietnam veteran Mike Roman. And uh, we're very thankful to have Mike here. And he's giving up uh, part of his Thanksgiving Day to be with you and to be with us. And um, this is... uh, This is part of the whole deal is um, Mike volunteered to do this on Thanksgiving Day and I look at it like he's watching my back and hopefully uh, he knows that I've got his back in some sure shape too. or the other so you know it is Thanksgiving Day so anytime somebody hears this either on a podcast or we may replay it uh, who knows we may replay it uh, on Christmas Day I think we'll probably have another show on. But anyway, I wanted to thank everybody for tuning in and putting up with me. I'm not going to be totally politically correct here in just a minute, but uh, this is a very special day. And it's sort of one of these days that uh, people show up, and and I guess we need it to clean out our systems and and remember what we're doing here and say thanks. But... uh, More importantly is that we give thanks every day for all of the many blessings that we've had over the years, and uh, particularly being born or living in the United States now, and that we have without question, without question, the best military officers and enlisted personnel in the world. And, um, you know, we should in your prayers every morning and every night just thank god for the people that serve and have served and uh... that's what we do here and and uh... as a thought for that we i started this a couple of months ago when my best friend was coming through agent orange surgery and uh... so i i think it's good and this is a great day to do it on and last year we had a, a, a pastor on that uh had been burned out in the California fires, and he was kind enough to deliver a message. And uh, I'm not trying to take his place by any means, but I want to just stop and everybody thank God for our wonderful country and our wonderful military and for both our military and the families that support them. And they're as important as the guy that's carrying the gun, as the family behind him. So if, if we will, we'll just take a moment out, and um, if you don't mind, just think of the folks that you know that have served, some that have given the ultimate sacrifice, and some that have given more I know than I could take, and thank them, and thank our country, and then... Mike and I have a, I think it's going to be an interesting show. We're going to be talking military turkey. So stay with us, and we'll be back in just a moment, if you don't mind, just giving thanks for our military. Thank you. I don't know uh, what each and every one of you said or thought as we were all together just then, but I'm very thankful for my major that's in the Air Force and uh, is back in in the U.S. after uh, being deployed for uh, about six years. And uh, he is a, a great, great son and very, very proud of him, major in the Air Force, and I can see him coming out and someday wearing that star. He's that good. that He's just a wonderful man, and I can, I can see his troops following him anywhere. So with that being said, Mike, Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Happy Thanksgiving to you, David, and thanks for the opportunity.
1: Well, I thank you for, for giving up. Uh, I hope you've got that, uh, that turkey already cooked.
0: We're, we're having a roast today.
1: Roast, okay.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is going to be the two of us. The two oldest are up in Pittsburgh. Um, my granddaughter will probably be calling me uh, the five year old, and she introduced me to her uh, four sisters, which she doesn't have, her three grandmothers, which she didn't have, uh, and a whole bunch of other uh, brothers and sisters that I didn't know about.
1: Well, she must have a great imagination.
0: (laughs) She does. She does. And were those
1: all dolls that she was introducing you to?
0: Nope. She made different faces. For each one, oh. she would. She has this thing, this this processor on her tablet. Huh. Five years old with a tablet computer. Can you imagine that? Anyway, uh, it's a it's an event she can call me on, or I can call her on. Fantastic! And it's it's a face to face video type stuff, and it is absolutely fan, fantastic. But she'll disappear for a moment, come back with her lips over her teeth, and say, mm, "I don't have any teeth."
1: <laughs> well, she does have an active imagination obviously. But, yes. You know, uh, that brings up a good point in that uh well, let's uh, just give us a, a moment of background and and your time in Vietnam and so forth.
0: Well, <clears throat> I enlisted in the army in 1968 in March because I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I had been through uh, three semesters at Indiana University, got kicked out after my first semester, got back in through the graces of an English teacher who failed me. Um, Got back in, uh, uh, got kicked out again. The same woman helped me write another letter to get back in and took another English class from her. Um, The third one I passed with A's. With an A, uh, and I just just quit and went to her and I said, "Hey, listen, I really thank you for uh, helping me get back in, but uh, I'm just not ready for school. So I've enlisted in the army, and that really upset her because she was one of those protesting the uh, the war, and I really just didn't understand that. Mm. But uh, enlisted, got a 48 week uh, course in. Uh, in um, ciphering devices, electronic and ciphering devices uh, so I spent a whole year and, and a month in uh, in the army without having to do anything but go to school went over to Vietnam and uh, saw a little bit of action maintained a whole bunch of teletypes got to see a piece of crypto gear every once in a while so <laughs> um, Supported uh, a team that went out into the field, and I, I don't know where we were, why we were there, but I had the responsibilities of maintaining three uh, trailers and the crypto gear and the teletypes in it. And went with another man from my company who was our uh, generator maintenance guy.
1: Gotta have that power.
0: We sure do. And uh, he was a great guy, he really was. Uh, would give you the shirt off his back if you needed it. Um, and the day I was uh, sent to Cameron Bay to see if I passed the interview for a different type of job in the Army, um, he was playing cards and uh, lost, uh, he won the paycheck of uh, our enlistment officer, uh, E6 guy, who went back to his cube Got a grease gun and accidentally discharged it as he was walking into the cubicle, and it killed my buddy. Oh wow! Huh. Uh, so I never got to say goodbye to Smitty. So he's up on the wall. A guy I went through AIT with Jack Carney. I got to hold his uh, four-month-old daughter as we were uh, as they were dropping me off at uh, Newark Airport. John and I uh, got together on our flight over to Vietnam, cubed uh, in the this, this same night, and uh, ran between the bunkers and the bed all night long. Wow. No weapons, you know, first night in Vietnam, didn't know what to expect. And John was a real thinking guy. He really was one of the smartest men I've ever met. And he says, you know, Mike, I don't know if I can take this. I said, what are you talking about? He said, this, you know, we don't know when we're going to die." And I said, "Do you ever know when you're going to die? You know, not. That's not philosophy. That's just common sense." And he says, "Well, no." He says, "So, why don't we make this agreement? Um, we die tonight, and everything moving forward is just gravy." Well, that's how I try to live my life.
1: That's great. you
0: know. He lost his there in Dongtam. Mm. And, um, you know, David, the, the, the thing about that is I got to hold his four-month-old daughter on the way to the airport. And when the Internet started up, there was this thing on there called 50-Second Signal. It was just a chat room. So I went on there and started asking people, anybody know Jack Carney? Anybody know about his family or anything? And one day I get this chat request and it was from a young lady and she told me Tell me about my daddy. Hmm. That was his daughter. Wow. Yeah, and I tell you what, she used to call me all the time the day and night and hey, tell me about my daddy. I loved to talk to her. It was it was awesome.
1: That's super. You know, so much has changed over the years. I I think about my dad that uh, was in the navy in World War II and uh, even though he was a, a ranking officer he uh, it still took you know weeks and months to get a letter between mother and my dad and my dad responding and so forth and so on and uh, you know everybody was in that situation in in the early 40s and then I look yep. at what we do today as far as computers go, instant communication, uh, uh, Zoom or whatever, you, whichever form you want to take and you can see the person and, you know, it's just all the difference in the world. And uh, I sometimes wonder if it's better or worse, but uh, it seems to be working and better. But I, you know what I wanted to – as I kept advertising this show today – I kept talking about that you and I'd be talking military turkey, and uh, it's easy enough for anybody to. And I and I'm, I've mentioned this. This will be, I think, the third uh, show I've mentioned it on. But um, every now and then, and, and maybe I'm just <laughs> I'm just now growing up a little. I know I'm growing older, but I don't know if I'm growing up mentally or whatever. But every now and then, I'll have. Uh, I guess, for lack of better words, a flashback to BASIC or AIT. And as I was going through one or the other of them, uh, let's just talk AIT, and I, college graduate and all of this stuff, as most of my platoon, and and in fact, my whole company was basically uh, college graduates. And uh, the DIs used to get very frustrated with us in that they had been taught You'd do it over and over and over again until they get it right, and we'd get it right on the first try, you know. And uh, that messed up their head. What do we do with the, uh, the next four hours? But anyway, be that as it may, and you know and everybody else that's been through BASIC and AIT knows that there are times you they've had you drop and you've dropped in the mud or whatever, and then you get up and say, Why are we doing this? What is the reason for this? Or they make you, you can't eat until you go through the horizontal ladder, or you can't do this, or you do that, or whatever. And as I've gotten older, it's finally dawned on me that our military is the best in the world because we've been working at it for 240 years, and uh, they're working towards perfecting it. And uh, there is a reason for everything that you do in the military. You might not understand it while you're there, but someday like me, when you get to be my age, you realize, well, yeah, I understand why that we did something stupid like that. That taught me a lesson, you know. And uh, getting your – finding your bunk on the floor or, or finding your, your uh, locker cleaned out or on the floor – it teaches you a lesson. It may not be the one you want that day, but it'll teach you a lesson. and uh, so yeah. anyway, with that being said, as they're teaching us lessons, they're also doing a heck of a job trying to take care of us and make it palatable while you're in, and that's why I wanted to talk Turkey. Uh, i I can only address the army. I can't address the any other branch. But correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, is, you know, the military bends over backwards to try and make it palatable, and holidays are the most unpalatable days of the year. And that's when you're away from your family, you're away from that big turkey, that big meal, that big whatever, and and yet... You're with your family in, in many ways. The Army is your family, and the guy sitting next to you that may cover your back is family. And, you know, so you sit there, and and at the same time, the cooks have done one heck of a job in that mess hall preparing turkeys and mashed potatoes and whatever it happens to be to make you have just a little bit of, of thought for and memory of, of being at home.
0: Yes, sir. I, uh, you know, uh, I, I have my uh, Thanksgiving Day menu from uh, Canton, 1969. Would you like to hear it? Sure. Number one, shrimp cocktail, crackers, roast turkey cornbread dressing, turkey gravy, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, glazed sweet potatoes, buttered mixed vegetables or butter peas. Assorted crispy uh, crisp relishes, hot rolls with butter, fruit cake, mincemeat pie, pumpkin pie with whipped topping, assorted nuts. That was us. <laughs> assorted candy, uh, assorted fresh fruits, iced tea with lemon. We were we seldom got lemon and milk, and that was all included on a piece of paper we got with the Thanksgiving Day uh, message from our uh, uh, chaplain. And let me read that. Thanksgiving Day Prayer. Eternal God, as we celebrate this Thanksgiving, open our minds, our hearts, and our eyes to the blessings we have best- you have bestowed upon us. May our hearts feel the ties of affection and memories and hope that our homes are beautiful keep us alert to the opportunities to make of the future a new world in which our in which your presence will always be known as we look at the future with hope bless us with inner tranquility give happiness to our homes prosperity to our nation and and a just and lasting peace to the world, amen James A. Skelton chaplain, colonel, U.S. Army staff chaplain isn't that awesome?
1: oh yeah, and it's good every day yes sir hmm
0: you
1: know and I I, without sounding like I'm lecturing because I, I have no position to be lecturing but we have so many things to be thankful for, and it's sort of – Thanksgiving is is a non-Christian holiday, but it sort of reminds me of Easter and Christmas and the two days that we show up at church and uh, one day a year that we take out time to, to think of all the things that we have been blessed with and, uh, and the nation that we've been blessed with. I – as far as I know, and, and maybe you can correct me, I think there's something in Europe, but I don't know what it is, that's sort of quasi-similar to uh, Thanksgiving, but no other, other nation in the world that I know of takes a day off and calls it Thanksgiving, and it's, and it's meant for one thing, and that's to give thanks for what we've had here in the United States.
0: Yes, sir. Um, my ancestry from my dad's family is Eastern European. My mom's family is Western European. And I learned about Boxing Day because, you know, they lived in England, part of the family lived in England. Um, I learned about uh, Father Christmas from the Polish and Lithuanian sides of my family. Um, there was no, ever, there was never a mention of Thanksgiving either of those those groups, mm. you know. So yeah, I think this is something pretty much unique to the USA, and, and, I, and I, I think it, it it shows that we're we're a nation who likes to give thanks for what we have.
1: Yes, sir. And I, you know, I. Uh get upset <laughs> a lot of times, but no, uh, I get upset with this some of the stuff that's going on and if these people that were doing it would just step back and look around and see how wonderful it is and how blessed they are to live in the United States they couldn't do the things that they want to do in another country or they'd be shot and um, yep. We have, we have men and women, and, and this is, I, 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 I do get in, not arguments, but I get in discussions every now and then. I, I personally feel like our volunteer military is the best idea that ever happened. Uh, forcing somebody or, and I, I would go one step further. I would like, you know, this 1% that serves, that stinks because they haven't been taught how lucky they are and how they owe their fellow man and their country a couple of years and yep. they should give it willingly and without without any questions you know but uh, that'll come it'll come but other than that you know we have to give thanks because we are the most blessed country in the world and I think it's uh, I still love our citizens that uh, you know like myself that we're still upset about uh, not being able to go to our churches yet because of the COVID-19 but that'll change it'll come back and uh, I think that uh, with everything or I can only speak of myself not anybody else except I I know a lot of uh, vets that have gotten religion in a foxhole, as they say. But, you know, I look at it like there's a purpose and a reason for everything. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are moaning and groaning about this Thanksgiving. Well, they can't be with all of their family, but they're with some. And I know in my situation uh, that... If you have family, thank God that you're able to be with your immediate family. And if you yep. don't, uh, God will get you through this lonely period. But yep. that's. Uh, we have a lot to be thankful for. So, you know, do, you, do you remember some of the meals? I mean, what, your menu was
0: incredible. I love it.
1: How, how did you come to bring a menu home with you?
0: I, they just gave them out with that prayer. Huh. And I have just brought it home on it. I don't know if it was mimeographed. I I lost the original. I took a picture of it, and that's how I got this. Uh, And a friend shared it with me, and another one of the guys I was with uh, shared it with me. But, you know, you touched on something, and and let me tell you about my family. I told you my dad's family was from Eastern Europe, and my mom's family was from Western Europe. My dad's, Aunt married uh, uh, Jack Petrovskis. They changed her name to Peters. But Jack Petrovskis came over from Lithuania as a as a young boy. During the first war first world war he enlisted, went to France, it was at the Bellow Woods. Our, he was a barber when he came home, uh, uh, or I don't know if that was part of his training, or he just retired and was a barber, but he used to cut our hair. <laughs> and we'd be sitting in a chair, he'd tell, he'd tell me about some of his experiences in the Army, and he says, you know, you need to go in the Army. You need to be thankful for what you have. Mm. And to me, you know, I, I don't know that this 1% is a good thing. It, it's better than nothing, Yes. But why not have some kind of requirement for service to our country? It doesn't have to be military. You're going to go dig ditches somewhere or, or teach school for a year and a half or two years or three years. There ought, To me, there ought to be some kind of commitment for what you have. Because how can we... How can our nation survive if just one percent is protecting us
1: that's uh, you've got a very good point and I agree with you that uh, uh, if you know it's sort of like my changing of my attitude towards conscientious objectors in during Vietnam and uh, so many of them turned out to be the best and they they gave everything to when they became medics and most of yep. them did and uh, they would sacrifice more than the than the soldier with a with a weapon a lot of times and uh, yep. you know and this is this is something and even though they were conscientious objectors they still showed the love of their country and and their love for their fellow man and i think this is uh, i agree with you that but unfortunately we're such a bunch of spoiled brats in, the world, in our country that when you start forcing somebody to do something, it's like the Israelis. I, I totally agree with them. They You know, you serve two years, and that's, that's the end of the story. You do it, period. And uh, I, I agree that – well, let me take that back. I agree but I think there are circumstances that uh, and I've gotten on a big bandwagon and I'm sure I'm hated by every school teacher in the country. I wish if I had that many listeners I wouldn't I wouldn't be here but anyway um you know I'm on the case of the public schools that don't promote how great this country is, how great we have shown up for every ward. We didn't start any wars and you know we've protected and it not only protected our country but we've protected the world and yes. we've done a. I think our public schools and our history books have done a lousy, lousy, lousy job of presenting a incredible case and making not not forcing but kids taking a history course should by the time that's over with like golly i didn't know the united states did that i want to be a part of this you know and they can they can go in the military they can go in the peace corps they can go in many 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 different places How can I give back? And the teacher, my goodness, that lady or that man has these teenagers in the palm of their hands, and they should be the ones telling them how great this country is, and that, you know, freedom isn't free, and you need to give something back to your country, and teaching them how important it is and uh, this brings up a good point too uh, the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame who is the director is Rick White who, Rick White who, who good is, friend. he is incredible Colonel Rick White retired but uh, I, a lot of folks don't don't even know about the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame yeah. much, much less do they know that they have scholarships that they give out each year for uh, young men and women that have gone through ROTC and are or junior ROTC and are wanting to go to college and be in the ROTC program and and what Rick and I had a long talk about this the other day. Rick's thought and he is. Rick is just a wonderful Christian and a wonderful man, and uh, a good. And I'm proud to say he's a good friend. But like he said, leadership—that is the key to everything. Leadership, and this is what the Military Veterans Hall of Fame is wanting to do with their scholarship: is get young people, man or woman into the universities that have ROTC programs and teach leadership anybody can yep. be a follower but not everybody can be a leader and uh, i think this is this is something that our public schools have not been addressing as they should and and that we have to get back to producing Leaders in our countries, uh, Dwight Eisenhower's, and and other great leaders that we've had over the years that have preserved our wonderful country and uh, and our flag. And I think school teachers should be teaching the importance of our flag and what it means to. Why do we cover a casket with a flag? I bet you there's not. Ten teachers in the country that could tell you why. You know.
0: Yes. That's a good. That's a good, very good point. Um, hey, we we were very fortunate. My, when my wife and I, I think I told the story before. We knew each other for thirteen weeks before we got married, and two of those thirteen weeks, I was trying to get a date with her, and she didn't want to have anything to do with this arrogant northerner guy. <laughs>
1: That, that's the way my ex-wife is with me today, but anyway.
0: <laughs> well, we, uh, we, we made a pact when we, before we got married that if we had children, the person making the lowest income was going to be the stay-at-home person to raise our children. The other one was going to work their butts off to make sure that we had a decent living. Fortunately, I got the one to work my butt off. And my wife raised our three daughters, and she did a a wonderful job with them. We have three independent women um, who have been to different parts of the world just to see how fortunate they are to have been born and raised in the United States. Oldest daughter went to India and saw some absolute dismal uh, stuff oh, uh, middle daughter went to Portugal and saw the same kind of stuff youngest daughter went to England uh, Scotland and uh, France and although she didn't see what the other two had in, in, in such details she did notice There was a huge difference in the way that people lived in Europe and the way they lived in the United States, and she was thankful for having grown up in the United States. That's great. Uh, You know, that kind of stuff, too, helps. But, yes, it is the teachers, and we have been very fortunate. My wife was part of that group that went in and, you know, talked to the teachers and all that kind of stuff. We had great teachers for the kids in school. That's good. Absolutely. Everything we needed. But you know, so my wife got involved and made sure that it was happening. Mm-hmm.
1: You have to. And, uh, yep. you know, this is this is something else that uh, Rick and I talk about. But not only does the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame have scholarships for kids, but, you know, I preach about this all the time. And I made a mistake by not staying in the military. But, uh, like I said, I have a son, a major in the Air Force, that uh, he's going to stay, and he loves it, and he and his wife uh, have been all over the world, and, and um, you know, in different uh, stations, uh, posts that they've been at, not posts, like bases, that they've been assigned to, or that my son's been assigned to, but if you're, uh, if you hear this, and you're a senior in high school or a senior in college or been in college and not real sure about what you want to do please please take a look at the military there is some branch of the military be it the navy the army the air corps the what air force or whatever it might be that has the niche that you're looking for and you can sign up, go in, and it'll be amazing to you. Uh, the friends that you make, the time that you spend with, with your peers, the Army, the Navy, Marines, Air Force, whatever, Coast Guard, i got to throw Guard. them in.
0: And don't uh, forget Space Force.
1: And Space Force, right. Well, I don't know a whole lot about them. I, and, I don't either. And I, and I can't say uh, squeezing turkey out of a tube at you know 5 miles up i don't know that that's my thing either but uh you know i bet they had turkey and dressing today somewhere or the other I bet they did but you know the military any branch whatever you're liking to do or want to learn to do the military is an incredible incredible opportunity for young folks and you know when back when i was looking at what I was going to do. The military was almost, it was almost uh stereotype that, uh, well, you join the military and all you're going to get is uh, shot at. Well, it's not like that today at all. It's not that, that uh, we don't have people in harm's way all the time. But I tell you what, when I see a color guard, it still brings chills to me. And uh my hair is standing on end and and you see a color guard with the colors passing, and that's the best feeling i've I have in my life. I love it. And that's the way everybody in the United States should feel when they see the the color guard. And I also want to mention not only did I mention the uh, Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame that everybody in georgia and everybody all over the country should take time and go to if they're visiting atlanta and it's downtown across the street from the Capitol. it's in the floyd building and i might add they have a pretty good restaurant there too so yep. make a make a day of it and uh... the other thing is while you're here come out to where i live john's creek i'm not inviting you to stay with me by the way i'm just saying come on out where i live and um... john's creek and a gentleman colonel mike mazell retired has done one heck of a job he got the the healing wall which is oh, a,
0: the wall that heals yes the wall that that heals. traveling wall
1: yeah that uh, traveled all over the united states that is a replica of the vietnam wall wall in uh, washington dc and it's got a permanent home now at newtown park in johns creek georgia and um very soon they'll have a kiosk there that you'll be able to type in somebody's name and it'll tell you exactly where it's located on the wall and
0: well i'm a founding member of the john's creek factions association and the story behind that is general livingston who is a medal of honor recipient for what he did at the battle of daydow um He's written a book about it. and uh, Have you read it? I'll, I'll get you a copy of that, Joe uh, David.
1: Okay, no, I have not. If seen. you haven't
0: read it. But he came out to us, uh, gosh, maybe eight years ago or so now. I, I really can't remember. And uh, charged us up and, and, and gave us the directive of letting the people in Johns Creek in North Georgia know what contribution the military has made to the peace in the land and you know uh, a number of us took it upon ourselves to uh, get involved with that effort we put a park in that four acre memorial walk it's called now it's called now the john's creek veterans memorial walk it's beautiful, it is, it is one of the most beautiful and well-done parks of its type in the nation. Um, we've won all kinds of awards. Um, there's an, We've got a uh, big effort now to uh, enhance that with a wall. We're bringing in roses from the Tomb of the Unknown. There's a white rose. We're gonna have white roses in areas that came from the Tomb of the Unknown in Washington. Um, it, it's it's quite an effort, and if you, you go to the citizens of Johns Creek and we sit in a restaurant, and say, "Hey, have you ever been to the Memorial Walk?" What's that? Oh, it's in Johns Creek. There's a Memorial Walk. It's a, a four acre uh, memorial f- for every wo- war since World War One. No, I don't know anything about it. Where is it? Johns Creek I live in Johns Creek well you know where park Place is yeah in the park there oh yeah 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 I've been there have you walked behind park Place no no we stay we go play volleyball or take the kids over to the swing sets and stuff well you know right over there's a four acre memorial well I didn't know anything about it <laughs> <laughs> the, the city of Johns Creek needs to do something about that. So it's it's known. But, yes, it is one of the most beautiful parks.
1: Well, tell them to uh, – you know, I've I've reached out many times to them and uh, tell them maybe they should think about it. Because we, we promote it uh, not only on this show but also on uh, – we do a – do you know Pete Mecca? Yes, I do. Okay, Pete does a show for us called "A Veteran's Story," and so we promote uh, Johns Creek on that as well. And um, we're doing everything our as fast as our little tricycle can pedal. We're we're trying to do it, you know. And uh, we, uh, I, I do have one other thing that I always do, and uh, that is salute. The dust off pilots. I think those are the those were and still are, if called upon, the bravest, most noble gentlemen in the military, and maybe women as well now. But uh, dust off pilots just absolutely were incredible.
0: Yes, sir. There's a number of them that have uh, Medal of Honor's as well, and I'm a member of the Atlanta Vietnam Veterans Business Association. Mm-hmm. and we had we had them out uh, for recognition. We had a number of the Medal of Honor recipients, and two of those copter jockeys came, and they sat on different ends of the table because <laughs> they talk about, hey, I'm the best pilot, the best chopper pilot ever lived. <laughs> no, you're not. I am. <laughs> that was an awesome lunch because those two pretend-fighted, you know, uh-huh. the, the Doing the one upsmanship. It was hilarious.
1: Do you remember when you were on the last time I told you I'd to ask you one hardball question? Yes, sir. Do you remember what it was?
0: No, sir, I'm sorry.
1: Okay, well, I'll ask it again because you just brought it up. Um, can you name one veteran friend that you have that can tell one story only? <laughs> nope, ain't happening. <laughs> And and what happens if you get six or seven veterans together?
0: God, there's about 30 or 40 stories flying around, <laughs> one trying to up the other one.
1: But it's it's amazing. and And we point out, too, or I do, that, you know, please, grandfathers, grandmothers, fathers, whoever, if you've served, get that grandchild up. It doesn't matter the age, whether they're three years old or ten years old but get them up on your lap and you talk about what you did in the military. And uh, there's so many interesting stories. And uh, even if it's just about what you did in the AIT and, oh, that's where I met so-and-so, just like you were talking earlier, Mike, um, yep. you know, uh, the camaraderie of the military is absolutely incredible. And the stories that, they, they can't be lost. They please don't let, let your grandfather die without hearing his story of World War Two, or whatever or the Korean War or Vietnam. And, and you know, they, they're not going to disclose any top secret, you know, whatevers. But they can tell you about, you know, and, and this show today talking about the food that the military serves on holidays. You know, and, and uh, y- you and I kidded about that uh, – my memory is, you know, when you're standing outside in a thunderstorm with that metal tray, and the and you're seeing your mashed potatoes swim to the other side. Um, but I, I, you know, I I guarantee that there are people listening and have experienced exactly the same thing. And yep. I'm, you know, the passing out paper plates in a in a rainstorm. Duh. But they were trying,
0: you know. And uh, And, and there's a meromite, I think that's how you pronounce that word, those containers. I was out in the field a couple times, and, and, you know, sea rations were the flavor of the day. And then all of a sudden, a a chopper come in with uh, 10 or 15 meromite containers, and you had a hot meal. Yeah. That Uh, didn't happen very often, but uh, it happened often enough to be memorable.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, the – the uh and this is a strange – I just thought of this. I didn't know many of the cooks or, or uh, folks in the mess hall at all other than going through chow line. But, you know, as I think back about it, most of those guys always had smiles on their face and were very cheerful. Do you remember that? Yes, sir it's amazing I, I I don't know why that thought just popped in my head but uh, it seemed like they were uh, not not just joking around with each other but they just always made it they brought something to the table that you had left at home you know yep be it food or attitude or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, that that's sort of like all MOSs in the military. I don't know, I guess, I don't know what they call them in the Navy or any place else, but I know in the Army it's your MOS, what you're assigned to do, or what your training is. And. Military
0: occupational skill, yes. Right.
1: And, uh, <laughs> which in many cases was holding an M16. But. Anyway, uh, you know, but those that were cooks and uh, and worked in the mess, they were a special breed too, and, and they put in some horrendous hours. My God, they'd be up at you know two o'clock in the morning getting ready for five o'clock breakfast or this yeah. or that, and staying up all day. And and then on top of it, it seemed like their duty was to do that little bitty extra something. Be it the way they carved the cranberry sauce, or be it the way they did whatever, they were in charge of taking their smile and putting it on your face. And yes, uh, sir. you know what's what's the old saying? Uh, the military runs on its stomach.
0: Yes, I believe you're right.
1: And, uh, I believe that's it. And the cooks in the in the military took that very seriously, and. Uh, um, and I understand the Navy. <laughs> like I said, they're supposed to have incredible food.
0: Uh, you, you had uh, submarine Mike on it, didn't you, Mike? Uh, yes, sir. Kotler. Yeah, sure did. He's got some stories.
1: <laughs> well, he's another proof positive of uh, of a veteran that can't tell just one story. In fact, I don't think he could tell just twenty stories.
0: No. No. At one city at one city but you know he's done a lot to uh, help Rick uh, in get getting people inducted mm-hmm uh, I'll, I'll give that to him well he's, he's Navy so there's there's the minus sign there
1: <laughs> oh he is uh, he's fabulous and and I I am very proud and humbled to call Rick and Submarine Mike friends yeah. uh, and, and so many others you, yourself included certainly uh, I've just been talking about blessings this is a blessing and I I before I came in today and uh, before I went to sleep last night I was saying a blessing and, and thanking God for my attachment to veterans now and um as i mentioned many times yes i was a, a vietnam veteran era and it uh, depends on how you spell it but uh, you know but it's given me the opportunity because i i, I went the, through the same basic and ait that everybody else goes through yep i just didn't go in country but uh you know it's still We're still all brothers. We all raised our hands, and damn it, more people should raise their hand and fight and defend our Constitution from foreign and domestic, and everybody should be willing to do that.
0: Yes, and you know, the the, the one thing that has hit me more than anything else, that oath we took, doesn't have an expiration date.
1: No, sir. Oh, you know, you bring that up, and, and I, I'm not really laughing, but most, not all, but many of the folks that we have on are my age and uh, mid-70s. And, uh, but I, and this is the honest-to-goodness truth. I can't name one person that I've had on that if they would accept us back, if the call came and we were needed they'd all raise their hand and say where do i get on the bus yes sir and i think i can say that unequivocally across the the board if they you know and i was kidding with somebody and and um i said you know if i wasn't so old i'd enlist but you know they said well you know if the if push came to panic you can still type i said yes sir i sure can and uh you know, know more about computers today than I did yesterday, and uh, you know, if the country needed us, they've got one heck of a military in reserve.
0: They do, you know. And, and if if I have any any things I do do over again, and there might be one, and i I'd, I'd probably think about uh, taking those E six stripes. Going to uh, OCS and spending a, a, a career in the army.
1: Me and the That was, you know, I've made. I, I couldn't even begin to count the mistakes I made in my life, but that certainly is one that I made. And uh, and again, I I I had no one to really talk to about it, and i blame myself for not seeking somebody else or even uh, as i was coming out of my uh... a r unit uh... go and talk to them and uh... all i wanted at that time was out and yeah. it was stupid and i realize it and i've realized it for many years now but uh... you know you have to do the best with what you got and absolutely so i i figure that i made my mistake but I'm trying not to make a second one, and that's why we're doing this show and and all of our veterans show. It's a one way that I can maybe still be a part of helping the military get their recruits and uh, inform. But well, well, don't
0: don't downplay your role here because it's hugely important. It's hugely important, and David, you do a damn good job of it.
1: Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, hey. I'm not sure I didn't wear... I wore stripes, not bars.
1: <laughs> I, I did, too. Called an E5, but that that was about the, the most that they would trust me to command. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I I was in charge of... No, I really wasn't, but they would have put me in charge of the dessert tray, probably, or something like that. But, uh, anyway, no, we... Uh, and, and I appreciate what you said very much, but I, I do... Uh, you know this. This is the whole thing. I have more fun and and appreciate it more than the folks that I have on. I love it. It's 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 sort of like like in scripture. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And yet I get from you all from the the vets that served, and whether it's Donna Rowe that was a, a nurse or whoever it might be. I always get something out of the programs more so than than uh, I think my guests get out of it because I I love what they say and and this is why I stress the thing of the importance of talking to your family members or neighbors or whoever it is that served get those stories.
0: Yep. That's something I'd like uh, the Johns Creek uh, Veteran Association to consider getting done again.
1: <laughs> huh? You know, I just had an idea. Maybe you want to throw this past them, um, and and it'll it would have to be after this stupid COVID stuff's over with. Yeah. But what if? And I'd have no idea what it would be called. But you know, you you go out to a mall and. You took your girls and I took my boys and they sat on Santa Claus's knee and told him what they wanted. What if we did something like that at John's Creek and had, um, you know, where where a kid could come and talk to a veteran? What did you do in the war? What did you, you know, and just talk to him about the military.
0: And had oh, that's it, an awesome idea.
1: You know, and had it every, you know, once a month or something like that on a Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, I, obviously all this other garbage has to be over with. But, you know, I, and just talk and tell or show and tell or whatever, you know.
0: Uh, they used to do that at the American Legion when I grew up in Detroit.
1: Huh. I miss that. And again, I was in Lubbock, Texas. So,
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. There was something about special about Detroit. I don't know what it was, but I think I had the best upbringing in the world.
1: You know, why, why don't you throw that by Mike or your board or whatever? And I, I think that would set the Johns Creek uh, Vietnam Veterans Association. Uh,
0: the, it's, Vietnam, it's the John Johns Creek Veterans Association. Oh, okay,
1: Johns Creek Veterans. But anyway, it yeah. would set you all apart from the rest of the, the country.
0: You know, we could have a competition with the American Legion, maybe do something like that, and the VFW, uh, too. Mm-hmm. I'm a member of both of those, so, yeah. I can start doing some stink and get that stuff going.
1: Yeah, i just saying, we would certainly promote it, and, uh, uh, you know, I... I I personally think that uh, I used to like the television commercials that uh, the Marines and and everybody did, uh, but they've taken them off the air, and kids aren't even exposed anymore.
0: No. And, uh, do you remember, I, I don't know, uh, the, when the uh, channels, it, it, TVs didn't stay on 24 hours a day when I grew up. And every night... Um, they would play the national, national anthem, anthem yep. and just before that there was a poem and by darn if i can remember who what, who wrote the poem but it was about this pilot gone up and the this some of the ending words are he uh reached out and touched the face of God. Do you remember that poem? I,
1: I, I remember was, what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: It was written by a British uh, pilot, World War II pilot. Hmm. And, boy, that struck with me.
1: Have, have you Googled something like Touch the Face of God?
0: Yes, yes, you can... I, I had it written down somewhere. I was going to bring it today to do this, and I just forgot it.
1: Yeah, no, I, that was... <laughs> That was when we had the National Broadcasters Association, and uh, yeah. heaven forbid we should play the national anthem and and have the flag waving at the end of the day or the start of the or the start of the start day. of the day. Uh, but you know,
0: we can change that too.
1: Yep, I would like to. Um, with that being said, though, I'm going to have to say that one more time. This has been my pleasure because I have more fun doing the show than uh, than I bet you've had. But
0: hey, Joe, it, it shows. Excuse me, Johnny. I keep calling you Joe. David, <laughs> um, it shows your enthusiasm for this kind of stuff is awesome.
1: Well, thank, thank you. you. Well, it's, uh, it's my pleasure, and uh, anybody that's listening that would, uh, you know, know somebody or would like to be on, uh, don't hesitate to contact me, and we'll see about doing it. The one thing I will bring out is that uh, although my accountant and attorney think I'm a for non-profit organization, <laughs> that's not the way it's meant to be, and uh, if... Uh, you can help us out by becoming a patron or, you know, whatever way, we would appreciate it. And uh, we will keep doing the show one way or the other, all of those shows. But uh, any help that anybody could give would be certainly appreciated. And if you have any ideas for topics or subjects that you'd like for us to talk about, uh, again, just drop me a GM at America's Web Radio, and we'll certainly be glad to take a look and uh Try to do what you want. And awesome, Mike. Thank you so much for taking part of your Thanksgiving day, and uh, I know that at your table, I know what you'll be thinking about and what you'll be saying a prayer for. So, thank yeah, you sure. for your, thank you for your service, and uh, we look forward. I bet. Oh, well, let me ask the other question, hardball question: Will you be on again with us?
0: Absolutely. Okay. I appreciate this so very much, and again, thank you for this opportunity, and God bless America.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Take care. Yes, sir.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.